0: Bobby, if I went over to somebody's house and they had a cheese platter for me, I would assume we are not having sex. Love, love, love is a burning Welcome back to Bad in Bed, the queer sex education podcast. I'm Gabrielle Cassell.
1: I'm Bobby Box.
0: And we are your co-hosts. Today Ooh. we are talking to Luna Matatas about threesomes. But before we bring Luna on, Bobby, let's chat.
1: Yes. I, um, I have something I want to bring up because this is becoming some, this is something new in my life again. And it's Mm -hmm. like hosting or like being hosted for a hookup situation. And I find that I tend to put a lot of effort into it. I will have food. (laughs) I will, um, have drinks. I will have a joint. If they smoke weed, I will light candles I will do all of the things I have to do to, like, make sure the person I'm hooking up with is comfortable and my apartment's, like, spotless. You know, I, like, I really put in the effort, which is probably why I don't hook up as much as I'd like to.
0: Because it's so time-consuming to yeah. set up a fruit platter and find the right playlist and vacuum yeah. your carpet. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. You know, making a charcuterie board is not easy to do. <laughs>
0: Bobby, if I went over to somebody's house and they had a cheese platter for me, I would assume we are not having sex.
1: Fair enough. Honestly, I usually offer the snacks afterwards.
0: Okay. I love that.
1: I'm wondering though, for you, like, are you much of a hookup person or do you prefer it to be like a friends with benefits situation? Like what, what is your hookup style?
0: Neither. Um, I think every time I've had sex, this might be true. I think every time I've had sex, there has been a hope that it would eventually evolve into a relationship. Mm Mm-hmm the only times I've had sex with somebody just once is because we had sex and it just, we weren't sexually compatible or we had sex and then we realized we weren't romantically compatible. It was never started under the pretense of this is only sex.
1: Interesting. I, um, because I'm kind of, I have a different type of like hookup style to most like on the gay apps and stuff like a lot of people just like to, you know, no strings attached. Like, let's just do it and then leave. And I hate that. I can't. Okay. It's just not who I am. I I need to like, get to know the person before and after. And like, I want it to feel intimate. I don't want it to feel like it's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like that's, it's just people's different tastes, but um, mm. I've, I've tried it and I just feel awful afterwards. And I'm like, no, this didn't feel right. Like, I do want to feel, even if there is no affection there, like I want to feel that there
0: is. Well, and I like to build up the anticipation. Yeah. Like, I love when, you know, you start to get to know somebody you're figuring out if, if you're flirting, then there's a little sexy, sexy texting. And yeah. then you have the conversation of, you know, what's, what if your COVID protocols been like, just in case we meet up and we do want to make out. I like mm-hmm. the anticipation.
1: Yeah, me too. And like, it doesn't you know, usually, in my case, like ideally, it goes from like I usually will meet them on the app mm-hmm. and then we'll take it off to either texting or like whatsapp so we can get to know each other a little bit more, and then we plan something in the future. I'm never on there being like, Let's do this now, you know, like I'm ready. let's just do it. like I, I can't I can't wait if I'm ready to orgasm. I can't wait for someone to come over. I'll just take care of myself. But like <clears> when I, yeah, so when I like, I always plan like at least a day in advance for a hookup. And I think that it's not ideal for a lot of people because they're like, listen, honey, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to, you know, fuck.
0: Is it a red flag for you if somebody tries to meet immediately?
1: I wouldn't say necessarily red flag, but I I let them know, like maybe yellow. Like I'm like, okay, yield. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I'm not, that's not who I am. And maybe I should just put that in like my profile to make it like, easier, but people don't read profiles either. They just look at your picture and they go, okay, I'll talk to them.
0: Well, and so it sounds like you're not interested in an instant gratification hookup, but you're also not looking for a partner right now. So you're almost looking for this like kind of like easy medium between the two. That's
1: exactly Um, it. Yeah. Yeah. I think friends with benefits is ideal for me right now because I want the emotional and physical fulfillment of that. Mm. If it's just that, like, uh, trust me, I can get myself off very well. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like part of partnered sex, the biggest part for me is the intimacy shared between the two people. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't get that from a toy. Right. You know, you get that from another human being. That's kind of what I'm after because as you and I both know, we both have closets full of silicone toys and metal toys and plastic toys. It's just like I don't – I want what I can't get from a toy and that's Yeah.
0: My yeah. dildos don't hug me.
1: Oh tell me about it. I've been My spe-
0: dildos don't text me, have a good workout.
1: Aw uh, well speaking of, <laughs> you are more of a you've been talking about like you're not big on apps right now, are you? You're like you're kind of over them.
0: I have Tinder downloaded. Okay. This I've been, been doing the thing that I confess to doing in our dating app episode, which is I get on, I swipe I see who swipes on me. It makes me feel good about myself. And then I engage with nobody.
1: Isn't that the truth though? That's like, that. that is just dating these days. And you've, you've mentioned, you know, like preferring to meet somebody in real life, but it's kind of hard to right now because as much as we've, we have, you know, opened things up, we're still not anywhere close to normal or what No, it no.
0: So it's
1: like, it's, it is weird to kind of navigate that. Like, you know, I'm going to, I went to, um, we have a bar called The Eagle here. It's a gay bar and they do um, – it was called Daddy Next Door. It was like – it used to be this huge party where like everybody's dancing and like it's just like this sweaty man. Wait, Daddy thing. Next Door? Yeah. That
0: is totally going to be my Halloween costume. That is so funny.
1: <laughs> it's Well, it's like a great – you know, they have like go-go dancers. It's hot. So it's like it both like – temperature wise and lots of men because it's just like packed full in there. But um, now that it's COVID, they can only have like a quarter of the people they used to have. Everyone has to wear a mask. So you don't know what anyone looks like. It was just, it was a very odd experience that like, I don't think I'll go back until or if things, you know, return to what they used to be. It was just odd. So I totally know what you mean about this whole meeting people in real life, even if I don't want to.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel that way even going to a restaurant. Right. Like the the waiter, the waitress at the bar, there's the pixie glass between the bartender and the people who are drinking. It's just a different environment. And I found it's really hard to establish intimacy when you can't see somebody's mouth. I mean, think about all of the ways we use our mouths to Mm. indicate desire. We lick our lips, we bite our lips, we Mm -hmm. smirk, we smile, we, you know, we use our eyes and bring them down to the other person's mouth. I mean, our mouths are just like such an erotic feature
1: it's and true. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm, I'm getting very, um, fed up with it. Like, I know we have to do it, but it's getting to the point now where I, like, I just need to have sex again, the way I mm. used to, or like pursue it the way I used to. But like, mm. I guess, you know, like apps, uh, at least for gay men or queer people, I mean, it's easier for me to do it because the resources are right there. Like, is there an app like Grindr or Scruff for women?
0: I I think there was a point in which Lex, which used to be personals on Instagram, where you like sent in a personal ad that kind of was reminiscent of the personal ad you'd see in the 60s, 70s and 80s. It's now transitioned to a text-first dating app. There's a point in which Lex, I think, was kind of more like gr- you know grinders yeah. scruff, where you would say this is what I'm looking for I'm looking for this now but now it's become mm-hmm. just like queer people looking for reading groups and like queer people <laughs> looking for folks to go to like Jonas Brothers concerts with them it really has devolved from a okay. hookup app into like a friend seeking place hold on
1: hold on hold on i know that you went to a jonas brothers app did you find <laughs> them i mean the concert did you find them on this app
0: you no know in your head Okay, I didn't. But there was this point in which Joe like took the camera and like angled it at the audience and then like zoomed in on all of the poster boards that the audience members were ha- were holding, mm-hmm. and one of the of the poster mm-hmm. boards said "Lesbians love Jonas." How funny is that? I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't. But apparently. Either. Um, I feel like this is a perfect place to bring on Luna. You and I have been talking about dating just one people or one person from the internet. Let's bring on Luna, let's talk about threesomes. Let's do it. Real quick, before we bring on Luna Matatas to talk about threesomes, let me share the sex toy that you should be using during those threesomes. And that is the Fun Factory Share. The Fun Factory share is a double ended dildo that is known as a strapless strap on. That means that in theory, it's a double ended vibrator or double ended dildo that you can wear without using a harness, so long as your pelvic floor muscles are strong enough to allow that. One end of the share is shaped to mirror the contours of the internal vaginal canal. That means that when you put it in, it basically stays in allowing the partner to have one end of the d- though inside of them while penetrating their partner in the thrusty motions that feel so good with the other end. If you're interested in being full while also having the option to fill up somebody else in those thrusty, thrusty motions, check out the Fun Factory Share. Head to funfactory.com. I bet it's heaven inside the hut we are joined by queer sex educator Luna Matatas. Luna is a Toronto-based educator, the host of the Be Vibe podcast that's all about butt plugs and butt sex and all things anal called the Plug Podcast, and the owner of a multiple sexual health companies, including Peg the Patriarchy. Luna, I'm so happy to be meeting you voice-to-voice, face-to-face.
2: Me too. I feel like we've talked a lot over email, but I never really get FaceTime with you, or I just watch your awesome reels, and I'm like... Oh, I wish I could do cute things like
1: that.
0: And when, when Bobby told me that you two met in person at a Toronto-based event last week, I was like, "What? I didn't get to go."
1: I know. I honestly, know. honestly, you are such an amazing person, and I'm so glad we can have you here today.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for that. I was so like fangirled when you two reached out to to be on the podcast and I had been listening to it and I thought, okay, great. You know, like what are we (laughs) going to talk about? So yeah, it was awesome. It's awesome to connect with you.
0: Amazing. I love that we're just all gassing each other up. I feel like we all need this energy, this joy in our life. So actually, we're not going to be talking about threesomes. We're just going to be sitting here and complimenting each other all day. (laughs) Let's do that. Yeah. (laughs) So Luna, I think you know this, but the majority of listeners of our podcast and then the people who follow me and the people who follow Bobby, most of them are queer folks. So I think probably a good place for us to start with this threesome discussion is are threesomes inherently queer?
2: Ooh, ooh, I like that. Um, it's such a great question, because I think a lot of the imagery, a lot of the media, the porn, the pop culture references that we see around threesomes are around a heterosexual couple, and then having, you know, a cisgendered woman come in who maybe is bi or, or like, heteroflexible or, or some kind of, there. there's a reduction of the queerness in the way that we see threesomes presented. Right. But... Yeah, I think they're pretty queer. I think that, that once we're challenging any kind of heteronormative style of sex, whether you're heterosexual or you're queer, then then we're queering our relationships. We're, we're queering our sex. Um, mm-hmm. And it also, it, it encourages us to t- think about the same kinds of things that, that queer people might have to think about in their sexual journeys and their partners about our wants, our needs, our desires. What does this mean about me that I'm participating in this activity? So yeah, I would say they're pretty queer.
1: Right. I also have found like in... I think I was like the only gay person in like a five mile radius. Threesomes for straight cis men were always like this ultimate goal. It's like the ultimate sex act. You're just like, you're the man if you had a threesome with two women. But if you had a threesome with another man, you were gay. And it was two women. Wonderful. If you're a man, two men, including yourself as a man, not going to happen because you're gay.
2: Yeah, that that's such a good point because I think when we look at a lot of people that are advertising for threesomes on dating apps and you know there there is a lot of this like one penis rule in in a lot yeah. of couples, right? And so we we see kind of the the homophobia coming in and we see threesomes being you know, sought after from very much a a, a male-centered gaze, but this, this porn type of gaze, so not actually about men or masculine people, but about this, like, idea of what it means to be masculine in the pursuit of these fantasies.
1: Right.
0: And there's this interesting way that threesomes themselves kind of challenge what sex even means.
2: In a threesome, you've got twice the amount of hands, you've got twice the amount of tongues, you've got twice the amount of skin, you know, and and we're we're really focused on okay well we're going to go in and we're going to penetrate somebody's holes or we're going to do this thing and that's all great too but when you have three people and you've got three sets of desires you've got three sets of emotions three sets of bodies it's it's actually um, more erotic to expand what you think about sex, right? And like, what are all the ways that I can bring pleasure and get curious about these new bodies or the the same body, maybe it's my partner and we're going into a different situation. So there's an opportunity for, for like creativity and, and kind of shaking things up instead of just like, hey, we have another set of genitals.
0: You use the phrase shaking things up and I think that's spot on. I feel like a lot of couples have a threesome in order to spice up their bedroom life. What are some of the other reasons somebody might want to have a threesome or some couple might want to have a threesome?
2: Sometimes it's about pursuing a particular fantasy. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe my partner's not into being dominated, and but I wanna be part of that fantasy. And so we're gonna bring somebody else in, whether a professional or somebody that, that we've sought out um, to help create that fantasy to fulfill their desires. Some mm-hmm. people have threesomes, um, also because it's about exploring maybe a particular side of themselves. So they're, they're pursuing it as a, a form of ethical non-monogamy. And so they, they maybe wanna bring in a partner who is different than their partner to satisfy a particular desire. I also think people have threesomes for some shitty reasons. You know, I think I, I went on a, a date with a couple once and I could tell that, you know, the half of the couple was not into this and the other half was like really excited. And then she got drunk and eventually came out and said, you know, I want to have a threesome because he cheated on me in some yoga retreat in Thailand. And so I want to be there if he's going to be with other women. And I was like, this is done. But you yeah, know, that I was, do that not hear to be a, a pawn. Of, of people's Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Um, And so sometimes people are doing it from reasons out of I want to, you know, um, compromise what I actually feel comfortable with to fulfill my partner's desires in hopes of bartering for more security.
1: And to that point, um, do you think it's a good idea to go on a date kind of with the couple beforehand to get to know them a little bit better? Like, is there a certain yeah, like, what would you recommend somebody do as the third if they were to meet a couple just to kind of do their due diligence?
2: Yeah, yeah. I always had, like, a particular restaurant where I was like, this is my couple's restaurant. This is my single people meeting restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and even during COVID, I I definitely would would talk to people over video chat because I think someone, you know, we're online, we're saying all the dirty things, right? And then to actually embody it, if, if it's important to you to have people that are like-minded, if personality is important, if communication, the way people communicate, the way they respond to you, if those things are important for your sex, which they are, uh, then, then you should be meeting someone beforehand. I think going after a body is, um, it, it can, it can be disappointing Mm -hmm. because there, there is so much more to sex and, and getting our, and there's so much pressure in a threesome too, because there's more needs, more, more bodies. So it's a great thing to do to honor the kind of fantasy that you want by meeting people beforehand, whether that's online or, or in person.
1: Right. So would you say like, I've done actually done the same thing prior to, I've never had a threesome, but I had like a pre-date before threesome once. And, um, it was just like a easy restaurant date. Like, is that all it has to be like coffee or a drink or something?
2: Yeah. I think even yeah. when people are saying this is a casual thing, we don't want to be polyamorous, we're not looking for recurring, there's no harm in, in creating that space to get to know each other where you can also flirt, where you can also build anticipation, where right. you can talk about the kinds of menu for the threesome instead of having to talk about it when everybody's already naked. I think um, it's really important to talk about what's on the menu because what I like to do with my partner might not be what the third wants to do.
0: And are there conversations in in the case where there's a couple and then a unicorn or a couple and then this third person that conversations the couple should have before even introducing the unicorn into that conversation like what do they need to talk about first before you have a three-way convo
2: Ooh, yeah i love these questions um, about communication because it's so easy to get excited about someone can make out with me and someone can eat my ass you know but like <laughs> <laughs> ass eating season <laughs> Okay. I, had to, I had to slip that in there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think talking about what makes you excited about the threesome. So what are you looking forward to the most? You know, are you excited to have two people to pleasure your partner with? Are you excited that you're having a an experience with someone of a, a different gender, a different body type, mm-hmm. different kink style?
0: Right. Um,
2: and then it's also important to talk about what you're nervous or anxious about. So mm-hmm. I might be really comfortable with seeing you have sex with somebody else in a penetrative way or an oral sex way but as soon as you're cuddling them or you're like calling them the same sweet names you call me maybe Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be jealous you know Mm -hmm. and and so putting that out there beforehand it takes the pressure off of feeling shame about shame you know Mm -hmm. where no one wants to be the jealous one i don't want to be the jealous one but everybody's jealous that that's a a normal experience to have and so to, to to allow permission for that is a good conversation to have beforehand
1: If you listened to season one of the Bad in Bed podcast, you might recall I had a toy on my ass during our anal episode. Well, that toy was the B-Ball Uno from Fun Factory, a small, circular butt plug that's great for beginners or anal enthusiasts seeking an easier, comfortable fit. What differentiates the B-Ball Uno from competing plugs is a weighted ball inside, which rolls and rumbles when you move your body. It's a novel experience that I've never had before, and I recommend you wear it out the next time you go grocery shopping for a little extra fun in your buns. If this sounds like your kind of toy, visit funfactory.com and grab the B-Ball Uno for some sweet booty bliss. You know, I often hear people uh, describe threesomes as like, it's very polarizing. People either say they can go wonderfully or they could go horribly. You hear rarely hear like, yeah, it was okay. So I'm, I'm wondering like... <laughs> usually, That's so true, Bobby. Yeah, like I usually, I just want to know... I hear a lot of people say they feel left out in a threesome. So like I once dated somebody who said like by 15 minutes in he just went to the kitchen and was like eating food while the other two were going at it. I just like what can you do to kind of make sure or to know that somebody's not feeling it in the situation? And what do you do?
2: Oh my gosh! Yes, I I have had that situation too. I've been crying in bathrooms during threesomes. I've been really angry, being like, hmm. everybody came but I didn't come, you know. Right. And uh, <laughs> like, I think um, you know, I, I I often tell this story in my class about I had a threesome where it it seemed like one person was more into it than the other, right. and so afterwards, you know, the dude just kind of rolled over and he was done, and I was still having a great time with his wife. And he was kind of like, babe, let's go, babe, you know, let's go. And I was like, oh my God, like make yourself useful. Go get a snack, you know, like, I don't know, like go this <laughs> water, like – God. And so I think it's important to talk about, you know, what are you going to do if one person is done and everybody Mm -hmm. else isn't? Like, can they continue? You know, does everybody stop? You know, And that's important for if someone has a moment, if they're kind of feeling, you know, they need to to call things out. Does that mean everyone else can keep going or not? Um, And feeling left out, if you're the person who feels left out, I kind of practice that you either need to call, you can always say like a pause. So you can say, hey, can we take a little break? Because that feeling of left out is really powerful for a lot of us. It can trigger feelings of abandonment, of mm-hmm. rejection, of I'm not good enough, I'm not hot enough, I'm not, they don't like me. Um, and taking that pause and allowing everything to come down a little bit can help you all reset so that maybe you can participate in activities that everyone's interested in. The other option is that you can make something happen. And so if you're watching two people go at it, like maybe you can add compliments to it. Maybe you can add touch. Maybe you can go fetch a snack. Maybe you can, you know, like add something to the experience. So you can create something or you can pause everything when you start to feel left out.
1: Yeah, I think to that point, the biggest thing that's preventing me from really – because I want to have a threesome, but I think the biggest thing preventing me from actually doing it is that feeling of like if I do feel abandoned or even if someone in the couple is like, oh, um, I'm not into this right now, like that would do a number on my – confidence and everything and then like the awkwardness of being like okay well i'm gonna go do you know what i mean like it's just i feel like that's ultimately what's preventing me because i feel like group sex is like gonna be like my ultimate goal but a threesome's like a good way to get there
2: i think that's a really normal And popular experience, I feel like that too. I feel like the couple is just doing this because they want to watch each other get off, and they're not gonna, you know, be interested in me. Um, And even as a couple, I felt like, oh, my partner's just gonna be interested in the new person. I'm not gonna be the center of attention, you know. Um, So I think these things can happen no matter how much you prepare. And something that's helped me is that I. I, This sounds so cheesy, but it it helps me in the moment when I don't have the consciousness about my my tools. So I often take a break. I go to the bathroom and I make eye contact with myself in the mirror so that I can check in.
1: I actually wanted to ask uh, about the like, it's probably not the right word, but like the choreography of the threesome. Like, yes, how, ask
0: this, go. Yeah,
1: so like, how should it start? How? What, how should you kind of like, I feel like sharing a drink would be like a good way to start, you know, just kind of like, so you can all talk and kind of get into... You know, a kind of a comfortable space.
2: Um, I, I I often recommend that um, people do do something like treat it like a hospitality moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm like the best threesome hostess. I have a, like a charcuterie board out, oh. like food, like oh. you know, because I I want people to feel like this is also a social experience, right? Even if that's for ten minutes, who cares? You know, even if that's like just a a, a part of it, but it says I value you as people and your company as well as like the sexy things we're gonna do, right? Then when you're ready. To to get started, I think it's important that you center the person that isn't in the couple. I think that their comfort, you know, their their like deliciousness, mm-hmm. you know, their needs, their desires, then you only go as, as fast as the slowest person. So whether that's the, the that. third, whether it's your partner, right? Yep. Um, and so doing a little bit of check-in, you can kind of, you can make it dirty talk, but you know, dirty talk's usually really awkward for most people. Right. So I, I usually start by saying, hey, so we talked about like all these sexy things and are we still on the same page for this? Is this still what we're into? When you're ready to actually start to do physical things, i would start with sensual stuff right because you're learning somebody else's body and you also want your nervous system to come down from that place of like oh my god this is such a big deal Like, yeah. you know, what if i can't get it up what if i'm not wet what if i'm not this you know yeah. yeah um and so like you know a three-way massage on areas that you know even a hand massage i always call it a hand job i'm like let's give each other hands yeah, those you know? a like, hand massage right? is
1: incredible
2: yes oh my yes god. so many nerve endings so many. you know so sensual yes. like, so touchy Love it.
1: um
2: and I can be as Amazon. filthy as you want right mm-hmm. yeah yeah we need to get you one yes you one. <laughs> my dms are open yes <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> another good way to start if people are more like oh my god we're so hungry let's like you know take you could start by each person taking off one piece of clothing Right. And then you kind of go around the circle and maybe you, you, you compliment as people are going, you make people feel, you know, build them up. Yeah. Like you said, like we were gassing each other up, like gas them up and make them feel their desire equally. Right. So equal desire, everyone to be flirting with, with everyone, even if you're not doing equal things with everyone.
1: Afterwards, what is a good way to kind of decompress from what's just happened? You know, it's, it can be intense, I'm sure. So
2: some people aren't ready to debrief right after a threesome. They might not want to. If someone's really eager and talkative, you know, you might say, hey, like, what were your favorite parts? Like, I really loved that thing. That was amazing. You know, and so people leave kind of feeling like, oh, good. Um, It might not be the time to talk about things that didn't go well. That's pretty vulnerable, especially if you're new right. to people and you might not be seeing them ever again. Um, you can always text that. You can request a chat later. hmm. But yeah, leave on a positive note, making sure that everyone feels okay.
0: If it does go really well, right, everyone's in their like post sex blissed out state, and one one of the people is maybe interested in doing it again, is right after a good time to ask if folks are interested in doing it again, should you set up in the pre threesome conversation whether or not multiple situations are on the table? How do you navigate going from like one time to multiple times or a second time?
2: Yeah, I love that question because it can be super awkward, and and it's so vulnerable to be like, "I had a great time. Hope we do it again." And then silence. Right? right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I think um, sometimes people will be really uh, upfront in when they're looking for the threesome. So the couple might say, oh, "We're just looking for like, you know, her birthday. We're just looking for right. this is a special occasion." Wait, can we talk about that real
0: quick? A threesome yeah. as a birthday gift is that ethical? I hate that shit. I don't know. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I
2: think it's disgusting in the way that people do it. So you're treating the third like an as a object. sex toy. Yeah. 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 And so, if you're going to do that, if you want someone to be objectified, you have to get their consent so that they're they're objectified. So you're actually better off, you know, negotiating or hiring a professional so that you can say, "This is my fantasy that we're looking at. This is the the kind of clear boundaries around it." Because um, it's amazing to me how many people put in their profiles, you know, looking for a threesome for my husband for his birthday. Uh, you know, DM me, let's chat. You know, no photos, no nothing, and he's not involved. So. <laughs> this just sounds like a disappointing evening for me. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Are, there, so no, are I don't, there I don't think
0: so. Yeah. Are there other red flags that you recommend the the third or the unicorn look out for when seeking a couple? Right. So like I've been on field looking for, you know, potentially having a threesome with a couple and I've seen so many red flags immediately. And I'm just curious if maybe you can speak to some of them.
2: Yeah, I would love to hear the ones that that you saw too, because I, 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 it, it feels almost like there's some rule book out there that people are dragging these red flags from right. and being like, this is a great idea for my profile, you know. And um, one thing is that if if it's only talking about what they want, mm. and so looking for a threesome to spice up our relationship, well, that sounds really boring to me. Mm. You know, I, I wanna know what you're offering. I think one of the best couples profiles I ever saw said, We're really into cuddles, cupcakes, and canalingus. I was like, sold, please match with me. <laughs> please
1: match with me. You know?
0: That's cute. <laughs> That's
2: so cute. It's, it's adorable, right? Yeah. So I think couples are missing personality. I, I mm. think three I think the singles are are pretty, you know, um, kind of articulate about what they're looking for but the couples are are just sort of it, it feels like a really lazy attempt but i also think there isn't a lot of information on how to do this you know we have this fantasy and then to put it into real life we forget that there are steps and that this is a real person they also have their own fantasy how are we going to be an attractive couple for somebody else um, I also think a red flag is is anything that where it's only one partner mm. doing the threesome. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, you'll just be talking with me and then my partner will show up. And I'm like, no, it's a threesome. There's
0: three people. Right. I love that. Some, so one of the red flags that I've seen that I'm sure you'll cosign is people describing their STI status as being clean. Like, we are clean, other clean people only. So just for the listeners, as a refresher, please don't use the language of clean and dirty when talking about your STI status, right? You want to say, I am negative for X, Y, and Z, and I'm positive for X, Y, and Z, if you're positive for something.
2: Agreed. Do you
0: you have any (laughs) rules about when you transition from a dating app like Tinder or Field to texting? Or do you keep it on the dating app? Do you use WhatsApp? I mean, do you have a preference there?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty cautious about my privacy, and um, I don't like to move to text um, right away. So I will usually stay on the app, and then if we're doing some sort of video, I'll do that on Snapchat or like a place where where you don't really have to share my your phone number. I, um, but I think for other people, like moving to the app or moving off the app can feel like, Oh, we're progressing. Mm. But I, I, it's always a flag for me when someone sends one message and then says, here's my kick or here's my whatever, like, let's go there. I'm like, but why, you know, like, why am I going to invest in you off, off the app? Like, let's like, like, give me a reason to. Mm.
1: Yeah. And besides field, I know that field is probably the most popular resource for these types of things, but, um, are there other places people could search for a third or do you know any websites that have worked well for you or anything like that?
2: Yeah. 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 Um, swingers websites are, are okay, Okay. but they're very heteronormative. They're very much looking for, uh, usually like single cisgendered women Mm. to participate. So it's, it's not a lot of options I think on there. If you are a single cisgendered woman on there and you're looking for that, um, then you have tons of, 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 options amongst couples. Um, Some people do set up couples profiles on other types of apps that aren't necessarily built for it. So like, okay, keep it or or other kinds of things um, just to kind of be in the mix of people who are looking to, to date, Mm -hmm. but not specifically. Uh, There are some threesome sites, but I think they're, they're kind of crappy. I, I, I just think that they're not, they're not good quality. You can also try things like Reddit um, because on Reddit, it's, it's like a classified ad. So it is people who are just kind of like, I'm looking for this message me with this and it it feels more straightforward about, you know, it's kind of like Craigslist personal. It really
0: is. I have not heard this about Reddit.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I used to love Craigslist. That's where I had a lot of my threesomes from and then, you know, boo, but yeah. (laughs) And then I moved over to Reddit. (laughs)
0: Um, I want to ask a question about a super specific situation that I feel like I see often. Okay. So there's a quote unquote straight couple. And the girl is maybe interested in exploring her sexuality. We'll call her bi-curious. She's never been with a woman before, and she wants to explore that. And so the way the couple has decided to, quote, unquote, allow that is in the setting of a threesome. I've seen this quite frequently. I'm curious just to hear, I guess, your thoughts around, like, the ethicalness of this way of exploring, of one person exploring their sexuality. And, like, what do you do as the third person? person as this like outside woman who is like being used as this tool for sexuality exploration it just feels like it could be potentially really sticky and messy
2: yeah, I think your caution is is right. I mean, um, somebody who's everyone's everyone's got to start somewhere, right? right. Everyone's got to start going right. somewhere. But but someone who's you know idea is specifically about like I want you to either teach me or give me this experience. Some people like being in that role. It can mm-hmm. feel like a, a daddy kind of role. It could feel like a, a mentor, like a version of a top kind of role. Um, and 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 also can be really confident because it's like oh I'm coming in as the more experienced one. Mm-hmm. I I know how to eat like a champ, you know, and, and <laughs> but then I think for, for me, I'm often turned off by those profiles because, but also because I mean, my context of like, I'm an educator. I don't want to educate while I'm trying to have sex. Oh, that um, nails it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like doing that. Um, but I think that that's probably uh, like my first threesome was when I had started dating this person, but I had been married monogamously to a man for 10 years. So I didn't know if I was queer or kinky or any of these things. And my first like queer experiences were in threesomes. And so mm-hmm. I was very new and the, the other uh, women were also very new. And so it was kind of, it was kind of adorable because we're both like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, just like, tell me if this is good. I don't know. You know? And, and so there was this like honesty. So I do value that they're kind of putting it out there mm. that it's like, this is where I'm at. This is, you know, what I want. Um, but there, there, yeah, there are ethics about, I think in any dynamic in a threesome, there's ethics about using the other person for your pleasure mm. and not giving right. anything right, back. Like, right, what are right. you bringing to the table? If you're a newbie, are you, do you have really good toys? You know, mm. do you have like, are you a great kisser? Are you a good scalp massager? I don't know. You got to bring something other than I'm new. Teach me.
0: Mm. That's great. As a person who definitely has moments where I struggle with my self confidence, and Bobby, I know you do too. I think the idea of setting myself up for a situation where the person might not even be into me, let alone my entire gender category, makes me makes me nervous. But I I like what you say about showing what you know. What else could they bring to the table?
1: And in terms of um, couples, is there? What are some? you know, say, uh, we have a couple listening and they want to know if they're ready for a threesome. Are there certain things that like a couple should know personally, like you going in, you will enjoy a threesome or like if this is probably not the best idea for you right now.
0: Will it fix their relationship?
1: They, see, like, yeah, when that <laughs> happens, like, come on.
2: Yeah. Like a unicorn band aid on their relationship. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think that's really cute, but no, I, I think, um, with, with couples, I often get couples in my, my coaching practice that have gone into threesomes and felt like because there was either dead bedroom or mm-hmm. there was, you know, um, something going on where they were disconnected around desire or libido. And, and fantasy can be a great way to get reconnected, to be intimate, even just talking about the fantasy. But if it's coming from a place where you feel unfulfilled and that this is going to be kind of a, a, a fix for it, that's a little dangerous dangerous because that's a lot of pressure to put on a what's probably going to be a pretty awkward sexual experience like it, there is going right. to be awkwardness in it mm. um and so that's just going to inflame it's going to fan you know the fire of already what you're not dealing with um that doesn't mean you have to come in as a, a perfect kind of couple where you know we're so happy we never have fights we never get like who who's in those relationships right. really, like right. i don't know <laughs> but, like, but enough to have the the self-awareness of okay this is what i'm bringing to the table you know we had a fight last Sunday like do we still want to you know go through with this do I feel my needs are going to be met Um, often couples operate as a couple but they're also individuals so Mm. like what's going on with you as people and what are you what are you feeling that might make you more vulnerable in this situation Mm. Luna you
0: are such a gift to anyone who wants to have a threesome has had threesomes is gonna have a threesome and doesn't know it can you plug your social handle so folks can follow 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 and continue learning from you
2: Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I'm uh, Luna Matadas everywhere. And my site is lunamatadas.com where I have how to have a threesome. Um, my webinar is on demand so you can watch it anytime you want. And it comes with a lot of these like ideas for how to start mm-hmm. and what to, what kinds of communication to prompt. Um, yeah. And you can listen to me talk about butt stuff because my threesomes usually include butt stuff. Uh, yes. <laughs> from the plug podcast.
0: Yeah. And then also Luna sells a bunch of uh, products and gear and tote bags and, and little sets. So, make sure to check out the product lines as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This conversation was awesome. And I'm glad that we're having it in a queer context. That's so important to kind of change the conversation about it. Heck yes. And gosh, you just, you made my week. Like, I've been in a funk, and this conversation yeah. just brought me so much joy.
1: You're such a light. Me
0: too. I feel so much lifted. I came in kind of like, okay, let's do the podcast. You know, yeah. like now
1: I feel great. Fine, <laughs> <Yeah>. threesomes. <laughs> 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 On next week's episode, Gabby and I will chat with influencer and fat activist Megan Miss Giggles about fat sex and body positivity. We discuss fat fetishization, what our body type preferences stem from, as well as the best sex toys and positions for bigger bodies. It's an important episode on a topic that doesn't get talked about nearly enough, so we'd love it if you tuned in. If you love the Bad in Bed podcast, follow Gabby and I on Instagram at Gabrielle Cassell and at BuybobbyBox. You can also follow our sponsor, Fun Factory, at Fun Factory USA, and our incredible producer, Vivian McCall, at Pansy's Gate. Music for the Bad in Bed podcast is provided by Hot Machine, a project from Philly bands Rubber Band Gun and Star Wars. Until next time, babes, have a great day.